Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 67. Just not going to try. We're just don't try. It's not worth it. Not worth it to try. Six, seven, six, seven. Andres We're now at heights. <laughs> We're at heights now. That would be another war 67. Oh, uh, no, uh, Xavi. Xavi is number six, and then uh, David Villa, seven. Barcelona. I mean, we're, we're at this point, we're just reaching now. I know. <laughs> at this point, we're just reaching. Uh, but yeah, man, episode 67. Uh, officially, everyone on Insert Name FC is 30. So, are in their 30s now. So, there's Yay. that. <laughs> uh, quite, quite the. Quite the weekend, birthday weekend for myself. Um, obviously, got to speak with my family. Thank you for all those who, who sent me a happy birthday message, obviously, from our belly up and, um, and unhinged families. Um, but of course, also, obviously, all the, all the great people that we've met so far, um, through this journey, um, sent me birthday wishes as well. So greatly appreciated. Um, so yeah, so apparently now I got to grow up. So, so that's the fun part. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, but yeah, uh, no, thank you so much for the birthday. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I will say though, as much as I really did enjoy my birthday, it, it did also kind of suck that, um, obviously we, you know, the, I don't know if it's just not just the Latin community, but the music community in general, because I think people, there's people like, you know, Spencer, for instance, Spencer's very, seems to be very wide, uh, has a wide taste of music because I mean, he knew who this person was. I think maybe it's just because this guy's just a really popular, uh, you know, singer. So, and that obviously, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, obviously, uh, Vicente Fernandez, um, definitely one of the icons of, of Spanish music, um, has passed, did pass away, uh, on my birthday. So, uh, you know, he was, it was up there in age. He was 81 years old. So definitely had a full life. Uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, a tremendous singer, something that, Everybody has jammed to Vicente Fernandez at one point in their lives. Even us, me and Edward could definitely say that we have as well. Oh yeah. Um yeah, he's he's definitely um um you know that it's a it's a passing that um I think if if someone that's like an American wants to figure out like I guess a comparison, I guess I, I don't I don't I wanna go like really out there like that, but I feel like Michael Jackson's death was pretty pretty massive to to the public. I feel like that's a pretty good, I think a good uh, comparison if, uh, when it comes to America versus like, you know, Latin American uh, culture. Uh, what do you think, Edward? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just, uh, <clears throat> I think I think he's not just, uh, you know, 
like Mexican, just Mexican bias. Like everybody knew him, like everybody, even my parents, you know, like, uh, yeah, that's why I opened it up to like Latin America. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite an impact. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a, Obviously, if you guys, if you, if you turn on Univision right now, I mean, you probably turn Univision on right now and they're probably somehow talking about Vicente Fernandez right now. And that's just because that's, you're going to, you're going to hear about him for a while. I mean, you know, they said they did the same thing with, uh, with, with, uh, Juan Gabriel when he passed yeah. away. I think it was like, I felt like a whole year of just them talking about him. So it's going to be a while where they keep talking. Vicente Fernandez is going to definitely be talked of, but, um, but yeah, you know, obviously we lost an icon. And Vicente Fernandez, and and kind of somehow this he's gonna be be brought back up in this episode, um, but yeah, we just you know we grew up listening to him. Um, I remember mentioning on our group chat that he passed, and and Spencer, I seemed that he you know he knew who he was. I got I don't, it's not like you know obviously he's just like what happened to him, you know, but um, <laughs> I did make the joke that he's a he's he's Mexico's Drake, <laughs> but. Obviously, because he has the ability of making grown men cry, um, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Drake can do that, huh? Drake can do that. Well, you know, all the like the sad ex-girlfriend songs that he made. Drake was like the male version of Adele, if you really think about it. Whenever his heart was broken, he dropped the fire album. So, or Taylor <laughs> Swift probably be more accurate if that's the case. But, um, but yeah. So, um, we do have a jam-packed show. Um, there's no headlines this episode actually, because um, there's a lot going on that that has happened yeah. in these in these in this past week that you know we just kind of this whole episode I guess you could say is a headline. Um, but we're gonna we're still gonna do our transfer watch. We're gonna go ahead and recap the Europa League and Champions League group stages, and also talk about the 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 hysterical nonsense that's happened that happened in. Uh, in the Champions League drawing that took a, a, a redraw. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. well. We still have our debate topic. Um, we're going to recap the MLS Cup final and the Liga IMX final. So me and I don't have any games to be recapping because, well, we got our, our two, or, or I guess for Liga IMX's case, uh, including three games uh, to be recapping uh, for you guys. Announce our players of the week and then give you guys some games to look out, out for. Uh, this coming weekend, uh, there's some, there's still some pretty good matchups coming. As you know, obviously Christmas break is about to come in. Which, if you guys understand Christmas break, that means one thing and one thing only. That means more likely the Premier League is still going to be playing during the Christmas week while everybody else is enjoying their time with their families. <laughs> so, uh, the one gripe yeah. that I think some of the players will have with the with English Premier League, um, and then wrap it up with a three up, three down, and we're going to talk about commercials. Um, I kind of got inspired from last week where I was talking about that commercial that really pissed me off. Um, don't be surprised if that's my number one, <laughs> my number one down. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely have a, a good discussion of of this show. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'm ready. Are you ready, Edward? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You guys are gonna hear a lovely ad, and then we'll get going with this episode. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? 
Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Once again, make sure you guys check out our social media on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. If you guys go to the bio on those platforms, you will see a link that is our link tree. Just check the link. You're going to see, um, obviously how to see how our insert name FC clothing store. Make sure you guys, guys check that out. Get yourself decked out with some insert name FC swag. Um, our, the belly up website. Um, how you can listen to us through Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Spreaker, all that good stuff. And of course, our great partners of fanatics and audible. So make sure you guys check out those great partners of ours so you guys can help us out. So we can give you guys a much more better product than what we have right now. Um, cause you know, obviously our goal is to continue this grow. And if you guys take care, you know, uh, use those partners of ours. Yeah. We would definitely get closer to where we want to be. So there is that, but all right. And we're transfer watch. So this is some of the rumblings that are going on with transfer rumors. Once again, these are all rumors that nothing said in stone yet, but it's just things to keep in mind because, well, Shit, two weeks now, huh? No, three weeks. No. January transfer windows is getting closer and closer each week. So, um, so we're going to go ahead and get going with these rumors. Zayek would love a return to Ajax. Wow. Seriously? Well, I mean, I, I don't think he's, he's panning out so far at, in Chelsea, um, especially with how deep they are in the winger position with Hudson Odoi. We mentioned, Poli- we talked about this last episode. So it's, it's you know it's pretty it's pretty deep in in the winger position and Zayek kind of has been that one that even though he's kind of been lucky where Werner's been getting like the full front of the criticism because he just hasn't lived up to what he was able to do at RB Leipzig um, and then you have you know Kai Havertz who's, who seemed to have been a gem um, and Zayek is just there and I mean not the worst place to be but also I guess not the great place to be at either. Okay. Yeah, the boy Ben Spins better be careful. You saw what he texted? Almost hit a curve. <laughs> yeah, Spencer, I was like, Spencer, please be careful, bro. We, we can't do the show without you, man. Uh, I am commit. I'm I'm grateful that you that you sent me your three up three downs uh, for sure. But uh, make sure safety first. Safety. Uh, you know, if you need to park. Put your car on the side and, and, and then, and then Texas. Safety first, buddy. Safety first. Anyways, they were, but yeah, Zaya, Zaya got a possible return to Ajax. How do you, how do you feel? Um, Zayek, I guess you can say maybe he wasn't ready for the big pond just yet and wants to go back to his small pond in the air divisi. Well, I mean, maybe he feels like he, he ended up, uh, Playing better over there, like he feels like he gets a little bit more, more control. Because uh, I think with the uh, Pulisic being there, I don't, I don't feel like he has a a fair, I guess you could say, playing time for somebody of his caliber. Okay, I mean, I, that's that's what I think. Because I mean, what he's trying to do is, I think he's trying to be. You know, the crucial player, the, the one to go to, but you got Ballistic, and Ballistic is, uh, I believe he's younger than, uh, 
Zayek. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's figure that out. Zayek. He is 28. So, yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. definitely, definitely what older. Is it, four, four, five years? Four, five yeah. years? Uh, or no, he's like six years, I think. Uh, let's see. Let's see how Christian Pulisic is. Christian Pulisic is 23. Oh, yeah. So, five years of age, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, you know, Holler, uh, Holler made his move to IX. And I mean, right now, IX is, you know, if you, if you guys are paying attention to Champions League, um, IX has definitely been quite the team that you kind of want to yeah. be on right now. Uh, I mean, let's see how they do in the knockout rounds. But I mean, you know, I actually said this is a pretty good place to be. Plus, you get to have those sick black jerseys. So that's already a win there. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with, with Zayek. Um, maybe a possible return to Ajax or maybe another club, uh, jumps in and tries to, to snatch the Moroccan. Uh, Werner Banchin defender Attila Salai, uh, to Chelsea is a done deal. So it looks like Chelsea's looking to bolster their defense, which, I mean, it's already pretty strong as it is. So, I mean, I guess adding adding more armor to that back line that's already, you know, Harry has like one of the best goalkeepers in the world right now in, in Edward Mendy. Um, but, uh, you know, Chelsea's continuing to strengthen that team to make sure that they have a very deep roster for a possible big run in the Champions League. How do you feel about that, Edward? I mean, hey, that's what they want to do and bolster their defense. I mean... They can. I'm pretty sure what they're trying to do is to make sure that um, if, you know, one of their star defenders goes down, at least they have somebody of equal uh, skill to replace them, you know? Or better yet, a possible... I mean, there's there's you know, obviously when we're thinking about the center back position in Chelsea right now, uh, uh-huh. what exactly is going to happen with Rudiger is is kind of obviously a, quite, a big question that's going to be going into January. Could run oh, yeah. out, and and is that Chelsea's way of preparing themselves for life after Rudiger? True, true, true. Because uh, the talks that he's going to Real Madrid, right? That's Real Madrid. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Bayern Munich is somewhere around there. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, we'll we'll definitely see. Uh, kind of going into the Bundesliga, not with Bayern Munich, but Borussia Dortmund are favorites to sign RB Salzburg's star Kareem Adeyemi. Um, which is interesting because this is a player that Bayern Munich is highly interested in. And, uh, Borussia Dortmund kind of doing what they do best. And that's also, you know, maybe not as, as profound as Bayern Munich because it just seems that Bayern Munich is willing to pay the big bucks for any player, but able to go and get those players before they get bigger, um, and, and make them even larger. And obviously when you think of a former RB Salzburg player, you think of Erling Haaland and, you know, obviously making his move to Borussia Dortmund and how being the beast that it is that mm-hmm. if you're going to try to get Haaland, you're going to have to pay a pretty big penny for it. Um, but now you have Kareem Adeyemi, another uh, another amazing player from RB Salzburg. RB Salzburg just seems to be the talent pool for, for players. Uh, Brendan Aronson, I think, is another player that's been rumored to possibly going elsewhere as well, being how he's living up to Salzburg right now. Um, but how do you feel about your club going after another high, uh, high potential young player? I mean, my thing is like, as long as they can keep him, 
as long as they can actually keep him from leaving anywhere, I think Dorsman actually has a high chance of of taking it to Bayern. You know, um, I know there's been talks a lot or surrounding Alan. There's been talks surrounding. I mean, we haven't Jane Sancho. You know, he's gone, and that's one that I I was hoping that he was going to be there for for the long haul. I think the, I mean, obviously the big issue is just the fact that, and I mean, we, we touched up on this on last, on, on last episode, but it's just the fact that it's kind of, it's kind of depleting when you go into, you're playing for league. And I'm sure these guys want to win a title with Bruce Jordan. I don't think that, I think that, that that's very clear and obvious, but it's just the unfairness of that league that you have. And I kind of mentioned this, even as someone that likes Bayern Munich, it's kind of annoying that all these teams are like, yeah, sure. You can take our best player. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of frustrating. And then you also have the fact that, like, no matter what you do, you just can't beat Bayern Munich. Just no matter what you do, no matter who you go get, because that whoever that who you go get is not going to be enough to 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 beat uh, Bayern Munich. And even if you get them, at least on that one game, at the end of it all, that's probably that one loss that doesn't really impact them anyways, because they always have they end up winning the league like two months before the season's over. Um, I think that that's just kind of one of the frustrations of of players that play in the Bundesliga, knowing that they can be and and honestly, there's a lot of really good teams in the Bundesliga. It's just that it gets yeah. overshadowed by Bayern Munich, um, yeah. and I think it's the same thing when you can talk about La Liga as well. You know, a lot of people um, just see Barcelona, Real Madrid, and and uh, and, and Atletico Madrid, but you know, unless you're a La Liga fan, you know what the rest of those leagues have, you know, like, those are good teams as well. And you can say the same thing for the Bundesliga. There's some really good teams in the Bundesliga, but Bayern Munich overshadows them. Um, and I mean, that's just going to be the way it is. And then because of the fact that they get overshadowed by Bayern Munich, they they view the Bundesliga as, as a farmer's league, you know, another league where they can go pluck some good players and bring them over to their teams. Um, and that's unfortunate, but yeah, that's kind of the way it is. And you know, sometimes that's why players leave their clubs, even though they love. And I mean, let's face it: the the support that Borussia Dortmund has, the the following, the culture, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing culture. Like seeing the 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 black and yellow at the games, like the fans over there for Dortmund, it is it, it is very obvious as to why people are fans of Borussia Dortmund. Oh yeah, like hands down, they they have a very very strong support. They don't have a, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they don't, have, they don't even have wishy-washy fans. Um, they actually, they, it's like a, a very communal kind of fan base. Like, I haven't seen like, oh, you know, like these guys are fighting in between themselves just because of a player or a game that happened. You know, it's just like, they're very like, they, they basically back their team up. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure they 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 have their moments where they're like, okay, let's sack the manager or something. But you hardly ever really hear about that stuff. You know, like from Borussia Dortmund, compared to like, um, for example, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, Manchester United. Um, you know, like like the, those big clubs. And I'm not saying uh, um, Borussia Dortmund isn't a big club. It's a big club. It's just surprising that their fan base is like, you know what, we'll give this manager one more chance. Like we are, we're still going for it. We're still, we're still there. Just, I think they understand how deep 
and how strong Bayern Munich is. So they understand like, hey, you know, if we end up tying against them or even beating them, like that's a victory in its, in its own, uh, how do I say this, in, in, its own, in its own right, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's how the fan base uh, reacts to what you said with man. And like you said, it's, it's a very, very strong following. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, Ben, uh, we're gonna be excited to see what what Kareem Adi Adiemi ends up doing with Borussia Dortmund. Hopefully, he does make that next step of you know leaving Salzburg and going on to the to the Bundesliga, which always seems to be the next step for anybody from Salzburg. They end up finding their way into the into the um, Bundesliga. So um, can't wait to see what Kareem Adiemi. I've I've seen a little bit of what he does. Um, and I mean, also he's a guy that I end up plucking every once in a while in, in FIFA career modes. So, yeah, I mean, once again, I think Dorman is able to get this guy. Uh, you know, Dorman is continuing to be able to continue with their model of bringing in some great players and, and make, get them to buy in the Dorman system. And the only, the only big thing for me with Dorman is just, can, we, can, can you guys at least keep these guys for a little bit longer than, uh, than you guys normally do? So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, but hopefully uh, Kareem ends up being a career player for Borussia Dortmund. All right, moving on. Uh, Chelsea's also interested in Leicester City's defender Fofana. Uh, this guy is a, na- a name that has been speculated with every club. I feel the the young Frenchman. Um, he, I feel like I've seen his name with at least every club. I've seen it with Arsenal. I've seen it with Real Madrid. I've seen it with uh, Bayern Munich. I've seen it with a lot of clubs. PSG. Um, as far as like the ones I've read so far, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the mix for Barcelona and all that. But uh, he's just, you know, obviously a young defender, but very intelligent for his age. Um, and obviously, once again, Chelsea, look, look who's interested in the defender. Obviously, once again, making that plan for when Rudiger, if Rudiger ends up leaving. Um, but if Chelsea gets Fofana, I'm going to be mad. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm going to be straight with you. I'm going to be mad. Because that's essentially them getting it. it it's kind of how they got Conte. You know, they got Conte from Leicester. And they get Fofana from Leicester. He is just a really good player. I'm not saying he's up there with Conte, but, you know, the jokes are 70%. No, he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good young star, man. No, no yeah. I agree but, like, you know, 70% of the world is covered by water. The rest is covered by Conte. Well, if you add Fofana in there, uh, that's, that's more of the world that's going to get covered. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get past them. Both of them. Yeah, for sure. And they're both French. So <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I think that's that would be a really interesting move. Hopefully that does for my sense of security, please don't let that happen. But if it does, I mean it's a smart move from Chelsea. Um Anthony Martial wants out of Manchester United. I don't think anybody's surprised on that. Uh you know, he's just hasn't been playing. A lot of guys haven't been playing for Manchester United, to be honest. Um, the fact that Fred has played <laughs> has played more than Anthony Martial now, what it seems like, um, yeah. that should be your big sign that yeah, I think it's time for me to go. Um, so it's gonna be interesting where Anthony Martial ends up going. Um, I don't know if a big club would want him, um, and I think it's not so much of of him as a player. I just think that he, he doesn't have much of a resume uh, to entice a big club. Um, right. But uh, I, I don't. Maybe maybe he goes somewhere like Olympic Lyon, plays a little bit over there. You know what's funny? I was thinking League One team. Like I 
like, I don't know why, but I was thinking League One team right now. It's the bounce back league. Honestly, it's the besides aside from PSG, it's the bounce back league. We saw it happen with Memphis Depay. He went to Leon, you know, ends up building himself a career to, to the point where Barcelona gets him on the free, and apparently he's about to be get sold for a lot of money. So <laughs> it's it's the bounce back league. That's really what what League One is. I mean, look at Renato Sanchez now. Now he's very you know he's being highly sought after. So yeah. It's the league to go and get a bounce back. Like, go, you know, oh, okay, I suck over here. Let me go to Link Un. Let me go ahead and kill it and then get myself back in into the graces of the rest of the world. So, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad move for Anthony Martial, in all honesty. Um, so, I would be for it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, he's just not going to play at, at Manchester United. I mean, if you're, you know, he plays forward, um, Ronaldo plays forward. So you're not going to play forward. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward how they just put it. <laughs> not a pun not intended or pun intended, Edward. <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, I think Martial just needs to get out of Manchester United. Um, not saying that as, as that he's a bad player or that Manchester United. It's one of those things where it's just like Manchester United doesn't you know, really need him. You know, you know who they're going to choose over like if it's between you and you know, whoever, Ronaldo, they're going to go ahead and choose Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. So there is that. Um, and then Manchester City, we're actually going to, Manchester, it, it, we're, it's going to be a Manchester sandwich as we wrap this transfer watch. Uh, Manchester City is prepared to meet Erling Haaland's agent's 47 million demand. So Erling Haaland's agent, aside from the money that Erling Haaland is set to make, he gets a cut, not a cut out of what Erling Haaland makes. He gets a, a 47 million is supposed to be given to him from any team. That seems kind of disalarming for any team that, which one, by the way, if you're Borussia Dortmund, you're like, yeah, keep that, <laughs> keep keep that. I don't know why you went with 47 million. That's a, it's a very weird number to go to. You know, you could specific number. You could have gone to 50. You know, you could just round it up to 50, um, but or go to he 45. Like, he, he was probably like, I don't want to seem too greedy. Let me go ahead and take off three mil. <laughs> like, yeah. So That's not only do you have to pay the transfer fee for for uh, for Erling Haaland, which I'm sure it's going to be in the in a past, in the 200s at least in the 200 mil uh, millions region, um, but then you also have to throw in another 47 million for his agent. Um, well, but Manchester City's prepared to pay for it. He, he, I think he has a release cost of 63 mil. So there's also that. Um, but uh, but regardless, you're going to have to throw another 47 million. <laughs> Another 47 mil, uh, 47, mil, 47 mil on that as well, regardless. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, if you think, if you think about it, that it would be cheaper, even with that, it would be about a little bit over 100 mil compared to. Essentially, Manchester City is going to have to pay more than what they paid for Jack Grealish, which, to be fair, Erling Haaland is definitely better than Jack Grealish. Um, yeah. But, but it's just, but it's not even because you're paying for all that. It's not all of that 100 is going to go to Erling Haaland. Literally, like, uh, I, I guess uh, 60%, 70%. Roughly, r- roughly like 30, uh, 40% of it is going to his agent directly. Like yeah. his, his agent, I don't, I don't know how he got Erling to sign this, but he did. And what a great effort on, on the agent's part. Because <laughs> most agents usually just get a percentage, like 1%, 2%, 3%. No, give me forty-seven million is what I'm asking for. It's a number, not even, not even, not okay, even a, okay. not even a cut of what he gets. He's asking straight up, like y'all gotta pay me forty-seven million. It's not before even a cut put, of of Erling Haaland's money. 
it's like, just this is, me this is what you gotta pay for me. Even say, it's like I, I, y'all gotta pay me forty-seven million before I even tell Halan, hey, you know what you should consider? It's literally like you want to get to him, you gotta go through me, and that's quite the quite the door fee mm-hmm. <laughs> to get one Erling Halan. But apparently, Man City is ready is is more than prepared to actually pay it, which uh, I'm sure they have the money for it. I'm I'm surprised Newcastle isn't. Isn't throwing their name in this gauntlet, but let's be realistic. Newcastle's going to going to the championship, so probably they can't be doing putting their names in the gauntlet anytime soon. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Manchester City. Uh, Erling Haaland has some 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 connection to Manchester City, being that that's where his dad played. Um, but also, we've heard the room, but we've heard like inter, uh, apparent interviews. I don't know if it's actually an interview, but. An apparent interview where Erling Haaland has stated that he will, he actually wants to play for Real Madrid. Once again, you take that with a grain of salt. I mean, if you guys want to really be, if you guys really want to think about it, Luka Modric grew up a Barcelona fan and he, he's now a legend in Real Madrid. So put that in perspective. It doesn't always work that way. So, yeah, exactly. Um, Marco Asensio was part, is part of Barcelona's youth academy and, and, you know, he's scoring goals for Real Madrid. So. You know, life takes you to weird places, is what I'm saying. Um, so th- take that with a grain of salt. But um, if there's one team that can make these kind of moves, Manchester City is definitely one of those clubs that can make that move. Um, maybe they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe Harry Kane is just not going to happen. So let's just get literally the next best thing, probably better because he's younger, and that is go get one Erling Haaland. And Edward's quiet because he doesn't want to hear this. So, and I, and I totally get it. But we'll go ahead and go to the last of the transfer watch, and that is Manchester United are looking to alleviate Barcelona with some of their with some of their debt, and uh, they want Gavi. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so obviously, you kind of have uh, kind of have your you kind of have like some some conflicting interests here, Edward. As uh, obviously, you're you're. I think Barcelona comes first, right? But if if Gavi were to go somewhere else, would would that place be Manchester United for you? Um, I don't know. No, I mean personally, personally, I would just have him have him stick in Barcelona. I mean, that's just me. But okay, yeah. Uh, basically, that's how I'm leaving. All right, so it just man, just stay away from menu. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Stay away. Stay away. Get away. All right, so that is, that is the transfer watch. Uh, so Manchester United, stay the fuck away from Gavi. Um, that you heard it from my word. Let Xavi train Gavi. Um, so there is that. All right, Edward, the Europa League group stages are over. Um, there's some, some things that are different this year with, with the Europa League, and we'll definitely touch up on it. But we'll go ahead and say the standings for the group stages and how they finish. Um, for those who want to know, obviously, automatic um, on the round of 16 is the first place teams. The second place uh, teams actually aren't automatically qualified to the round of 16. They will have to play a knockoff. Uh, round with the third place teams from Champions League. Um, so yeah. 
they they're going to be playing for a chance to be in the round of 16. Um, so that is the the little difference thing. And now, if you're in third place in the Europa League, you are now going to the Europa Conference League, which um, uh, Brendan Rodgers uh, from Leicester City had a had a quote that which was, "I didn't even know that existed." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, to be honest though, I forgot that the Europa that the Europa Conference League was still a thing. So, but then I remembered Tottenham's in it, and that's why I start laughing. Um, but yeah, so we'll get going with Group A. Group A, the winners are Olympic Lyon. Second place is Rangers. Third place is Sparta, uh, Sparta Praha. And in fourth place, who will not be going anywhere, is Ronby. Um, anything you, anything that surprised you from Group A? I think it was pretty straightforward. Rangers in second. Um, you know, I mean, Leon, I think is clearly the better team in that group. So I don't think I'm really that surprised that Leon ends up winning Group A. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I agree with you, Leon. Okay. All right. In Group B, in first place, we have Monaco. Remember them? Um, mm-hmm. They finish in first. In second place is Real Sociedad. In third place uh, is PSV. And in fourth place is uh, Sturm. So, uh, pretty straightforward. I think I had maybe a little bit higher expectations of Real Sociedad, but, um, well, clearly I was wrong. So, so, uh, Monaco ends up taking care of business and, uh, Real Sociedad has to go ahead and do play, participate in the knockoff round, uh, in order to qualify for a round of 16 spots. Um, anything you want to take from group B, Edward? Mm. No, nothing really. Um, I guess I, I guess I would like to give it to PSG. Okay, to win it. Maybe because I'm maybe because I'm biased because of Gotze. Other than that, <laughs> oh PSV. Well, PSV. Well, Gotze is still going to be in the in the in the Europa Conference League. So at least yeah, he still has a shot for for some silverware. But yeah. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. what about you? I kind of said what I needed to say, like always. <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving on to Group C. In number, in first place is Sparta Moskva. In second is Napoli. Third place is Leicester City, and in fourth place is Legia. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am surprised that Sparta Moskva is the team that's finishing in first. Napoli is the team that has to play in a playing game in order to go to this round of 16. And Lancaster, obviously, we brought the great quote from Brendan uh, Rogers, where he didn't even know that the Europa Conference League was a thing. So, yeah, this was definitely shocking by me. Uh, but congratulations to Sparta Moscow to just go ahead and take care of business. And Edward's speeches. So we'll go ahead and continue on to Group D. <laughs> Uh, I don't have I don't have a, a one to pick on that one to be honest. Not the fact that like Napoli and Lancaster did not win their group. Yeah, pretty much. Just what I was like. Mm-hmm. All right. In Group D, we have in first Frankfurt, in second Olympiacos, in third Fenerbahce, and in fourth Antwerp. Um, this group was not really. I don't. I didn't really expect much. I mean, this group was to me. I thought was fairly even, uh, but. 
you know, Frankfurt went ahead and, and got that first place spot. And it's pretty much it's pretty straightforward. That's all you really got to say at that point uh, for Group yeah. D. Um, in Group E, yeah, in first place, you have Galatasaray. In second, Lazio. In third, Marcial, which, good God, what's going on with Marcial right now? Uh, <laughs> and in fourth place, Locomotive Moscow. Um, people forget Galatasaray is a pretty, uh, is, is pretty loaded in the Turkish Super League. Um, I know it's not a team that many think of, but, uh, but they're pretty loaded as well. They still compete. They still have some, some, they, they, they still lure some pretty high quality players. Um, people tend to forget about Galatasaray, but you know what? Yeah. They, they're, they're showing at least that they finished first in group E. Yep. In group F, we have in first, uh, Servena Zevda in second, Braga in third place, Midland and in fourth, Lodo Goretz. Um, yeah, that, that group happened. That's all I gotta say. Uh, these are not teams that I really follow very well. Can't tell you much about these teams, but, um, but hey, you know, someone had to win that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in group G, you had Bayer Leverkusen winning the group in first place. In second place is Raul Betis, who just, I don't know what they're doing this season, but keep it up is all I got to say for Raul Betis because they're looking amazing. Also, shout out to them. Um, I didn't know that this was a thing that they do, but um, uh, around this time of the year, the fans end up throwing toys onto the field, and that is because Raul Betis does a, a charity where they give uh, those toys to children less fortunate. Um, which is really cool. Something that I get, I did not know that Ralph Betsy's does, but I really love to hear that. So I, I, not, not a Ralph Betsy's fan, but definitely I love what they're doing. Yes, sir. And third, and third place Celtic and in fourth, uh, Fede, Fede So fire Leverkusen. I mean, you know, they looked really good in the Bundesliga until Barman destroyed them. Um, so, you know, a good team to have won that group. I think it's still a very strong team and wouldn't be surprised to make a, a pretty good run in the Europa League. And in Group H, we have the darlings of the Premier League, West Ham United in first. In second place, you have Dinamo Zagreb. Third place, Rapid Wing. And in fourth, Genk. Um, so it's going to be really interesting there. Once again, like I said, the second place teams in the Europa League will be playing in a playoff game in order to qualify for the round of 16. And those and the, the teams that they would be competing with are the teams that finished third in the Champions League. Um, and those teams are RB Leipzig, Porto, Borussia Dortmund, Sheriff, uh, Barcelona, Atalanta, Sevilla, and Zenit. So those are the teams that will be competing in that in that knockout playoff, and so the matchups for that one, uh, we'll actually do a, a an actual legitimate preview for them, but we'll just let you know who's playing who. Um, so we have Sevilla versus Dinamo Zagreb, Atalanta versus Olympiacos, RB Leipzig taking on Real Sociedad. That's going to be a good one. Or I don't know, RB Leipzig has kind of been disappointing, so maybe not. But then again, Real Sociedad has also been kind of disappointing. So, <laughs> so there's also that. Uh, Barcelona versus Napoli. That's kind of the heavyweight bout. That's, that's a shitty draw. <laughs> you would want to see them continuing the tournament, but I guess not. Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg versus Real Betis. 
Aristia Dorman taking on Rangers, Sheriff taking on Braga, and Porto taking on Lazio. So that is the matchups for that knockout playoff round in order to qualify for the round of 16. It is crazy to think that Barcelona is having to do a play-in game in order to move on into the next round of the Europa League. But here we are. Um, yeah. All right. So we're now on to the Champions League. You guys, obviously, you guys know who's in third place in the Champions League, at least. But we'll go <laughs> ahead and, and get things started with Group A. And in Group A, in first place, and this, obviously, first and second automatically qualified to round 16. There is no other caveat into this one. Um, but yeah, Group A, in first place, you have Manchester City. Second place, you have PSG. Third place, RB Leipzig. And in fourth place, Club Bruges. I don't think I'm really shocked. There's nothing nothing that I was shocked by to find out how Group A finished. Maybe, no, because I think I rate Manchester City a little bit more than PSG. Um, PSG is a good team, not saying anything, but I think it's just... Edward, is it fair to say to th- is it fair for me to throw the word overrated with PSG? <laughs> uh, um, well, um, I think it's just a tad little bit of fair, not too much. Excuse me. And the, and the reason why is because for me is obviously you oh, look at all it's look at all the names. Look at all the names. That's always the thing that everyone keeps saying. Um, you, you have Neymar, you have Mbappe, you got Messi, who kind of, kind of now, I guess you can say is now kind of getting into into the group with the team. Kind of, um, you know, kind of not really, kind of not really. Um, but all you hear is the names, the names. That's what we hear with P, you know, with PSG. And so with, when you hear all these names, they should be at least one. They should be dominating the. The the league on, which I'm sure they're in first place. I don't know. I haven't looked at the at the standings. And I mean, we'll we'll definitely do our our recap uh, of the first half of the of the season. Probably we'll do that next episode. Um, but it's just kind of like I don't know, man. Like I feel like PSG should be better. I mean, Manchester City is in a league of its own, so I don't expect them to beat Manchester City. But just something with me just wants to say that PSG is a little overrated. I mean, like I said, just a tad bit. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> just, just. I mean, like I said, just look at the names. Um, usually, like shit, just Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. You know, tend to put somebody on edge, like the opposing team. Mind you, Neymar at the time, he's uh, he's 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 injured. You know, he's not going to be playing. So yeah. But yeah, so aside from that, Group A has kind of went down high. I kind of expected it to go down. In Group B, we have in first, Liverpool, second, Atletico Madrid, in third place, Porto, and in fourth place, AC Milan. Um, yeah, I'm also not shocked at how this group finished. Um, I'm not surprised that AC Milan didn't, you know, end up finishing in third. And I think it's just because it's, it's just an inexperienced team. Like, they just don't have experience right now. This was a great experience lesson for them. They got put in a really shitty group, <laughs> to be fair. Um, you know, Liverpool and Atletico Madrid and Bordeaux obviously can be a dark horse at any time in, in, the, in the Champions League. Um, yeah, it's kind of an unfair group to be in for a team with a lot of young players. And, um, and yeah, they end up not making... They don't even get to go 
to the Europa League. They're just, they're, that's it. They're done with European play, and now they just focus on on the Serie A, which, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they'll be relieved that now because, like, that's all they have to focus on is just, you know, trying to win the Serie A, um, which could be a good thing as well for, for AC Milan on that on that point. But, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool did their thing. Atletico Madrid, um, they had to grind their way into second, but they got it. Um, I, I, I don't think that this, I don't, when I saw this group, but yeah, it's like this group's going to be pretty tricky, but I still felt like Liverpool and Atletico Madrid would be the two teams that would come out of that group. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. All right. And in Group C, in first place, we have Ajax, second, Sporting, third place, Borussia Dortmund, and in fourth, Bestika. Um, Edward, I got a question for you. If Erling Haaland were have been healthy, would Borussia Dortmund be at least advancing to the knockout rounds? Uh, I think so. I really do. Like, a lot, a lot of the goals would have come from him. And I mean, not, you know, it's not just not Erling Haaland as well. I mean, Gio Reyna was also injured. So yeah. they, they were definitely dealing with some injuries in Borussia Dortmund. Probably could have been a factor into it. But I mean, what's done is done. They're on to the Europa League. Uh, but Ajax, I mean, Ajax was just killing it right now in the group stages. Yeah, Ajax was just on it. So, I mean, hope, hopefully they can... They can outdo themselves and, and finish in a, in a semifinal spot once again, but it's going to be a pretty tall task because some of the teams that are in this knockout round is there's something else. But yeah, so Group C, um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and tell you I wasn't expecting this group to go end like this. Um, I thought Borussia Dortmund would be at least the I thought Borussia Dortmund would have won this group, um, knowing what they had in Erling Haaland, who has just been a dominant player in in the. In the Champions League, but obviously, oh, yeah. like we mentioned, early Haaland was injured, and um, and so they didn't have their secret weapon to carry them through. Um, and I was that's unfortunate, but you know what? You just you gotta play, still play your games at the end of the day, and and we saw what Borussia Dortmund looks like without their star player. Um, and Ajax and Sporting ended up taking advantage of it. Um, so yep. that's all you can really say for that. So yeah, did not expect that group to turn out the way they did. But it, that's what happened. In Group D, Real Madrid ends up winning their group. Um, Inter Milan ends up finishing in second. Third place is Sheriff, which... <laughs> that was every, everybody. Wasn't that, that the team that actually that beat Real Madrid? Like yeah, they beat Real Madrid. They beat Real Madrid. Uh, but this team is just... I, I think I might get a Sheriff jersey. Like I'm going to try to f- figure out how, how, how I can get a Sheriff jersey because their logo is, in fact, a star. <laughs> like so I just love the name um, and then the four places Shakhtar Dunsky. Um yeah so um, there was a there was a point where I thought Inter Milan probably wasn't going to make it past the, uh, past the group stage but you know what here they are so um, and I think you know obviously I think you know who's going to be on the on the top upper half of this group uh, no offense to Sheriff but I mean I don't think anybody expected them to go on to the next round yeah, I mean, how close? How close is that one? Um, yeah, let me check. I mean, personally, personally, I I, I want to say Real Madrid. I mean, they're they're up there already. If they're if they're if they're all three close teams, you know what I mean? 
Uh, Sheriff and Answer Milan were actually three points apart. Ooh. Yeah, Real Madrid, they, they had five wins and one loss. So they, they only lost one game, one of their six games. And then Inter Milan, um, they had three wins, one draw, and then two losses. Sheriff had two wins, one draw, and three losses. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Shakhtar Donetsk was not able to win a game. So, yeah, which makes sense. They had it tough. They had it tough. Yeah, I mean Sheriff. Poof. <laughs> I'm a later. I'll, I'll, I'll look at the jerseys. Anyways, in, in Group E, uh, in first place is Bayern Munich. Go figure. Um, in second place is Benfica. Third place, Barcelona. And in fourth place, Dino Kiev. Um, Edward, uh, I'm going to just let you take the floor. Oh, man. Come on. Really? On this one? <laughs> You're going to make me hurt myself a little bit? Everybody hurts. Oh, yeah. Everybody cries. So, yeah, um, I mean, Bayern Munich just dominated. That was like a no questions asked on that one. I was really hoping Barcelona was going to be able to stand up on the second game. Um, but sadly, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get through. Maybe they, they weren't able to. Um, it, it just goes back to, I mean, I hate to say it, but like to Messi, how, how, I guess you could say, and, and it's been said before, um, he just, he basically would hide the flaws that Barcelona would, you know, shows, shows now. Like basically, Messi was like, he would hide the kinks in the shield. Now that with Messi gone, it's like, okay, you can see where Messi would fill in the gaps, so to speak. Um, but right now, I think Barcelona is just, uh, is is this in a, in a rebuild period? I hate to say it. Uh, I think it is a blessing in disguise for them to, you know, compete for the Europa League, you know, to be seeded over to the Europa League. For the meantime, um, uh, while they're rebuilding, um, that's my Barca talk right there. And um, yeah, so all right. I mean, Benfica, Benfica. I always and I've been saying, you know, I always said, you know, they have a star in Darwin Nunes. Like I've been saying it. Like that kid is is a player that watch. He's, he's, they're going to be watching him. All the, oh, he, a he had a big, big game for him this past weekend. So, yeah, I'm telling you. So he's, he's being watched by, he's being watched like a hog by, uh, by all the big players, by all the big teams. It's just, they're waiting for the right, for the right moment to make the move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dynamo Kiev, you know, you know, that was fourth place. Um, so, you know, I just, it, Kind of saw this coming. Just was really hoping Barcelona was going to make it out of the knockout stages, but it's all good. You know, it's can't can't win them all. Like I said, it's just the whole rebuild thing wasn't going to happen overnight. But yeah. so I'm, I was talking to my sister about um, mm-hmm. you know, with with the whole because I uh, she was she was talking about how oh, what were we talking? Essentially, we were talking about how how right now. Uh, Real Madrid, you know, obviously doing their thing right now, which they have quite the lead right now in in, in uh, La Liga. 
Um, yeah. and, and, you know, she was just, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, you know, enjoy it while I can till, till, you know, Shabby figures it out for Barcelona. Um, and she's like, why you say it like that? I was like, well, once, once it, if Xavi can bring back Barcelona to it's, it's, it go back to the basics and bring that foundation back, which I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times now on the podcast. Cause I do rate Xavi very highly. I know, weirdly enough, I know that there's some people that don't rate Xavi that highly. And if you guys want to know who, obviously, if you guys are familiar with Barstool Sports or Arsenal Fan TV, there's a, a certain a certain British fellow, British Jamaican fellow, uh, by the name of Troops, um, who does not rate Xavi that highly. I mean, to be fair, Barcelona has a, you know, as far as like what they have right now on the field, they're not Barcelona yet. But I say that with yet because to some of the young players that they do have, um, the, the, the future is very promising. As long as Barcelona stays stays patient with Xavi and lets Xavi do, do what he needs to do, um, Barcelona will be back. Like, Barcelona will be back. And it, it and it's going to be frustrating for me because, obviously, that, that goes back to me being having to watch some really bad Real Madrid performances. But, <laughs> um, but like, for right now, I'm going to enjoy what Real Madrid is doing right now till, till Barcelona's back. And, and that could be like two, three years down the road, but it's still, as long as you're pacing with Xavi, I think this team will be back. Um, and then I think that's when teams are going to be worried about it because, you know, Barcelona's going to be back. But it's going to take time. Um, it's going to take, you know, obviously getting guys that are going to come in and actually play the Barca way um, and buy into all the rules that, ha- that Xavi has done. But that's going to take time. You know, it's not going to be, especially the way now the league is, works, where if you're not going to go and get some big name players like every single summer, win, you know, or winter transfer window, then you're going to be behind. And just that's not going to be Barcelona's uh, right now, their, their objective right now. And that is to build this team right and then go and get themselves the big names once this team is ready. Yep, exactly. But yeah, so that is Group B. And in Group F, we have Manchester United winning first. Second is the Europa League champions from last year, Villarreal. So there will be no defending of their title um, for this time. Um, in third place, Atalanta. And in fourth place, Young Boys. Uh, pretty straightforward. Um, I think that... I think this is... I think a, it's, I think it's, it's that fair. was like the... Yeah, the, the, the fair one. Like we we kind of saw it coming kind of yeah. feel to it. So yeah, so that is Group F. It's just a group... Group F, F for fair. So it's a, it's a very fair. Uh, <laughs> I'll so see whenever my, the I'll teacher see. was giving uh, me an F in school, it was fair. Oh, no, that was failing. <laughs> for this case, it's fair. <laughs> um, in Group G, we have first place Lil, second place RB Salzburg, third place Sevilla. So they'll actually be trying to re- uh, uh, claim another <laughs> Europa League title. Um, fourth place, Wolfsburg. Weesh. I don't know what the fuck happened with Wolfsburg. Last year they looked amazing. This year they look like shit. Um, I'm just straight up just saying, uh, Lil, they look terrible in League One, but look who apparently there's something else in the Champions League. Um, RB Salzburg, just props to them. Just, that's it. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Uh, Sevilla, maybe they just wanted to go back to Europa and win another Europa League title. So <laughs> that's probably what it was. <laughs> They're like, we got to focus on the Europa League. So, so, I, I, but, Leo, I mean, just where is this in, in, in League One? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, granted, this is probably like an easier group, but still. Um, yeah, just that's all I gotta say, Lil. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they say they're gas for 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 the Champions League. Maybe I don't know. Maybe 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 that is it. And then in the final group, Group H. In first, you have Juventus. Expected. Second place, you have yep. obviously last year's last year's Champions League winner, Chelsea. In third, you have Zenit. And in fourth place, you have Malmo. I think we knew who the two teams were going to come out of this group. And those are the two teams that came out of this group. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward. That's really what it is. But yeah, so that well, is... Let me, uh, let, me, let, let, me, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think that Juventus right now with, without Ronaldo... Or like I guess you could say, was the was the experiment a failure? Remember how we had that debate? Yeah, I said well, no. They didn't win a Champions League with Ronaldo, so yes, it's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, now without him, let's see what's up. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna get eliminated, but I mean, we'll see. Maybe lucky things can happen. Um, well, <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to that because now we're gonna talk about the hysterical part of of what happened. Uh, on Monday. Obviously, we record these on Mondays, but obviously we dropped the episodes on Fridays. But we'll go ahead and talk about the debacle that happened in uh, for the Champions League drawing. Um, oh, my Lord. Um, so, if you guys don't know what happened, um, uh, they had to redraw the, 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 the round of 16 for the Champions League. Uh, and we'll get to it, but we'll start with uh with the with uh the initial drawing. Uh the initial drawing and that those matchups were PSG versus Manchester United, which was Ronaldo versus Messi. Everyone was really excited. Chelsea versus Lille. If you're a Chelsea fan, you're excited. Sporting versus Juventus. If you're Juventus, you're excited. But then again, they lost to Porto last season, so wouldn't be too excited if, if you get my drift. Um, Inter versus Ajax. RB Salzburg versus Liverpool. Atletico Madrid versus Bayern Munich. Villarreal versus Manchester City. And Benfica versus Real Madrid. That was the original round of 16. That was the one before they changed it all up. Would you like to tell them why? So this was this was this was what came directly from UEFA. Following a technical problem with the software of an, an external service provider that instructs the officials as to which teams are eligible to play each other, a material error occurred in the draw for the UEFA Champions League round of sixteen. Um, and the reason what happened was had to be redone because Manchester United were not included as an option. When Atletico Madrid were drawn, that was the main one. But obviously, you had the comical uh, when Manchester United was drawn, and you know they were they they picked Villarreal. I was like, oh wait, they're in the same group. Yikes! And then they pulled PSG. Um, so good job, UEFA. <laughs> uh, I'll just blame it on COVID. I'll just blame I'll just blame it on COVID and pretend and say that oh yeah because COVID made my brain all and, and of course it, it it wouldn't be Real Madrid without making a request so like I said Real Madrid were to face off against Benfica 
Um, so they actually asked UEFA for them to keep them with Benfica as the error happened after uh, <laughs> their drawing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was bad. Um, it, it, it was bad. That's all you had to say. But obviously, if you want to, if, if you want to talk about teams that have felt lucky, you know, obviously Atletico Madrid and Manchester United are two of the teams that would feel lucky because they don't have to play against PSG or Bayern Munich in the first round. So, yeah. so there is that side relief. But if you're Chelsea and Real Madrid, you didn't want another, you didn't want another drawing because you liked your matchup. Yeah. Which obviously, if you guys want me to reiterate, Real Madrid had Benfica and Chelsea had Lille. So obviously, like, no, no, let's, uh, let's keep this drawing, guys. Like, let's not. But obviously, they go ahead and say that they're going to have to do the drawing once again, and UEFA ends up apologizing. So these are the official round of 16 matchups. Red Bull Salzburg versus Bayern Munich, which is great, because now Bayern Munich can go ahead and look at some players that they want to snatch from RB Salzburg. So <laughs> that's a great, that's a, that's a, Great uh, situation for Bayern Munich. Sporting, sporting yeah. taking on Manchester City, which also works for Manchester City because now they can find some young players that they want to snatch from Sporting. Right. <laughs> Benfica versus Ajax. I think both teams want each other. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea versus Lille. So Chelsea still got Lille. <laughs> yeah. Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Ronaldo has Atletico. tormented Atletico Madrid. <laughs> so, um, can he do it again with yeah. Manchester United? I mean, Ronaldo's going to have to carry Manchester United again, like always. All this season, Ronaldo has been carrying Manchester United. Yeah. Um, he was the one that was keeping Old Gunner's job safe till you know, till finally he didn't. Yeah, um, Villarreal versus Juventus. Inter mm. Milan. Versus Liverpool. Okay. And PSG versus Real Madrid. That's the one. <laughs> Your face. That's the one. You're just like, oh. It's like, I mean, it's not the same messy. I mean, at least there's that, but. Think about it. He scored his first goal with PSG and the Champions League. In the Champions League game. Not in, in Ligue 1, but in the Champions League game. But you know what we're not highlighting is the fact that this is also going to be Sergio Ramos' return to Real Madrid. Yeah. So. <sighs> have, you seen that, have you seen that meme about the guy with the, with the question marks around his head? Talking about Casemiro, Casemiro's face after he fouls Messi and Sergio, Sergio Ramos starts charging at him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Nick Young meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that one and then uh, Sergio Ramos' face when he has to break uh, Karim Benzema's ankle. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, like, I'm, so sorry. Is, I'm sorry. So we're not going to go into deep with these matches because obviously we'll, we'll do that when it gets closer to February. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a more deeper dive into, into the knockout rounds for the Europa League and the Champions League. So stay tuned for that because we will be Getting a little bit deeper in who we make some make some predictions, maybe you know. Uh I don't know. I mean, well, I did predict 
I, 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 we'll get to it with the with the MLS Cup when we get there because uh, I do feel like maybe the curse is broken. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and um, so Edward, it is debate time. This debate is brought to you by, well, the insert name FC Clothing Store brought to you by Bonfire. Um, so that is correct. We do have a clothing store. You can see the link right in our link tree on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC right there in the bio. Go ahead and click there. It is literally the first thing you're going to see is the insert name FC store. Go ahead and check it out and maybe get yourself a shirt, a hoodie, uh, a crew neck, uh, you know, just go nuts and uh, get yourself decked out in some insert name FC swag. Make, if you guys do, be sure to please go ahead and tag us um, in those images so we can go ahead and share you on our social media platforms so people we people know that y'all rocking our stuff. So, so mm. once again, Thanks to Bonfire for providing us with our own clothing line. So thank you so much, Bonfire. And all right, Edward, our, our debate topic is just, it's not maybe really a debate. Maybe just, are, are we being too mean to the UEFA Conference League? <laughs> like, are, are we, are we a little too mean to the UEFA Conference League? I feel like we just, you know, just treat it as if this isn't even a real competition. No, 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 no. I think, I think we're treating them just as it was expected. Oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. All right. So it's expected. All right. So that, that is the debate. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I mean, you gotta, is it, it is a joke. It's literally a joke. Point. I am sorry, but the UEFA Conference League is a, is a tournament that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no one asked for this tournament. <laughs> this is your solution to the Super League. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. adding adding another league that that literally is beneath the Europa League. Like the Europa League was already the joke because it is not that bad, but it's also not that good. This is just really just that bad. Is is being in the Conference League? So, yeah. like. There's a tier now, like it's Champions League, Europa League, and then Conference League. And some people still don't know what the Conference League is. <laughs> I haven't watched a single Conference League match, but Tottenham's in it. So I'm just not going to watch it. So <laughs> uh, it's a, I don't even want Arsenal to be in the, in the Conference League. I was about League. to say, I was about to ask you, I was like, would you watch it if Arsenal was in it? No, because I wouldn't want to be in this tournament. <laughs> oh, man. This this guy this has like this has like participation trophy written all over it. It's just you don't know how gold star majority of the teams. The, Sheriff's not even on this in this tournament, and they have a gold star for a badge. <laughs> well, must I try? Oh man! All right, yeah. So. No, uh, I think we're we're giving the the UEFA Europa Conference League the exact amount of treatment, the the appropriate amount of treatment it's, it needs to be given because as expected, it, it's it's a it's a joke, it's a fucking joke. Yes, sir. It's like the new battlefield. It's just bad. It's just really bad. Damn, we're gonna drag them out here. But yeah, so. If you if you guys want, it is posted on our social media at Instagram at Instagram FC on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys want to tell us that maybe we're being a little too mean to the the UEFA Europa Conference League, by all means, go ahead and, and tell us. But uh, I think everybody is all in that 
some of you guys probably forget that this is, this is even going on. And, and for that, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, you want to know the honest truth, Hector? I didn't even know it was going on until <laughs> you brought it up. We, we forgot all about it. You know, I did. Honestly, I didn't remember until Brendan Rogers mentioned it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, okay. So, when they, you mentioned it, I was like, what is this dude talking about? And then I was like, oh. <laughs> that, 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 that thing. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and, uh, and we'll get going with, with game recaps, our recaps of the MLS Cup and League MX final. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insertnamefcpodcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. All right. So games to recap this week is a little bit different because obviously... This past weekend, we had the MLS Cup final and the Liga MX final for the Apertura. So those are the games that we're going to be recapping. And I just got to say before we get into it, um, this was one hell of a weekend for for Liga MX and MLS. Um, we had two new champions. Well, not new, but one new, you know, first time champion, one that has hasn't won a championship in a long time. Um so overall, it's cool. I mean, this is why we love League MX, and well, at least for me, I love MLS. But this is why we like about it how they have this playoff format because it really, it could really be anybody that can can win these tournaments. But overall, gr- two great matchups. Um, so, Edward, what what do you, what do you think? Did you enjoy the the games this past weekend? Oh yeah, I mean, think they're cup finals. How am I not supposed to enjoy them? Those, those are the ones that they were like really going at it. I mean, both Liga MX and MLS Cup final; those both went to penalties. Mm-hmm. So and that's the and that is the the best part of it that they both went the distance. So there there was no blowouts. It was just pure, just pure joy. Um, and if you're on the MLS side, a lot of drama happened. And, and we'll, we'll start things off with the MLS Cup final. New York City FC are, for the first time, MLS Cup champions. Uh, they beat the Portland Timbers 1-1 and 1-4-2 in penalties. NYC FC had 52% of the possession. Portland outshot 19-13. Uh, but um, a, lot, a lot transpired in this game. Um, the goals that were scored were actually two players that we highlighted before into going into this game. And obviously that is, uh, uh, Tati Castellanos and Fel- uh, Felipe Mora, uh, Mora. Uh, so they came in and, and scored two goals. Uh, you had some controversy in that, in that Portland goal, whether or not it was offside or there was a foul in play around there. Um, you know, there was that part, but, um, also in the first goal, which was, you know, obviously Castellanos' goal. Um. Apparently, apparently, Ligun was there in the crowd as a, a fan threw a beer can at Medina. So, and one of the New York City, and obviously, if you guys don't know how, how MLS works, 
the higher seed team is the host for the finals. So Portland was the higher seeded team. So they were the ones hosting the MLS Cup finals. So a Portland, uh, Portland Timbers fan ends up throwing a beer can at a, at the head of one of the NYCFC players, which I believe was Medina. Um, yeah. So that's not good. But, um, I mean, they, they were able to get the guys that, that did it. They, they were banned. They're now banned from the stadium. I'm always intrigued by that. Like, how do you, how do, how do you, you ban ban, someone? how do you really ban someone? Like, cause I mean, what happens if someone just gives them a ticket? Like, are you, is there like a face recognition thing that you guys, that they have that to make sure that these guys don't come back? Like, I mean, what is actually the, the how do you truly ban someone from a stadium? I mean, do they have your picture on there or something? Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, there's people, people are walking into the stadium. It's not like they're going to be able to like, you know, hold up. Let me, let me see if you match this picture. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, unless they, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you're not going to, I think it's hard to forget the guy that threw a beer can, but. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or like that, almost a full bottle of water, you know? Yeah, no, it was, it was rough, but it ends up, Going it well ends with like literally a last second goal. Felipe Moore ends up scoring a goal. There was some controversy with that goal though, because the fact was, um, apparently there was a foul in play that one of the Portland players actually fouled uh, an, a defender from NYCFC, but it ended up just they ended up counting the goal and they went to extra time. Obviously, there was no goal scored from there because obviously it's state one one. And it went to penalties. And that's when Sean Johnson, who was named MVP of the final, uh, just went ahead and did his thing and, and ended up winning the game 42 in penalties, giving NYCFC their first ever MLS Cup. Um, I mean, the game was just, to me, was just amazing. Um, if you're, uh, if you're obviously a neutral, you're going to enjoy the game. If you're a fan of these two teams, your, your heart is just, your heart is just in general. If, you know, when, it, when games go to penalties, like everyone, if it, it, it's it's now make sure, hey, let's go check up on somebody real quick because you know, let's see how hard how their heart is dealing because it is very nerve wracking. And I can tell you that as a as a fan of 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 Real Madrid who has had a Champions League final go to penalties, and I can tell you it is nerve wracking. So I could definitely vouch for it. So. Yeah, it, it sucks as a fan, but as a neutral, you're enjoying every minute of it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so congratulations to NYCFC for winning their first ever MLS Cup. Uh, Portland Timbers, I think they did a really great job in this game. Um, their manager that they have right now has done so much great work with, with Portland, but still has yet to win an MLS Cup. Um, and they, and he's been to the MLS Cup final twice now. Obviously that first one being against Atlanta United, which we all know Atlanta United won. And now this one where New York City FC ends up winning the MLS Cup. So, um, but I think Portland is still, we're going to see Portland a little bit more. It's unfortunate not to see Diego Valeri win another one, but you know what? When it comes to NYC FC and with, you know, talking about Castellanos, the guy that won the golden boot for the MLS this season, um, he had a, he had the opportunity this summer to go, you know, to Europe. That was a possibility for him. He ends up, he ends up choosing not to and ends up winning a golden boot and now an MLS cup. And now possibly could be a big, uh, January transfer signing for a team in Europe. Oh, damn. 
So, you know, I think he definitely made the right decision. Um, <laughs> so he's definitely probably gonna get a, a better payday, or at least NYCFC is gonna get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more money for for Castellanos for sure. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I mean, props to NYCFC once again to, for winning the MLS Cup. And on to the Liga MX final, which obviously we know there's two legs. If you guys don't know that that's how Liga MX works, but that's how it does. Obviously, Atlas and Leon. Leon, you know, they're trying to break into that double-digit number uh, for Liga MX titles, trying to be up there with the likes of America, Chivas, and Toluca, um, who are, the, I believe, the only three teams to have double-digit Liga MX cups under their belts. Um, you know, obviously Club Leon trying to definitely get up there with them. And then on the other side, you have Atlas, who hasn't, who hasn't won since 1951. And last time they made it to the, the Liga MX final was in 1999. So you're talking about a drought going fit, no, 70 years, Edward. Yeah, 70 so, years. No. Yeah, 70. And I think, no, and I think, uh, in 1999, was that the last year that they were actually in the final, but they didn't win it? Yeah, they were in the final. They just didn't win it. Yeah. So even even then, think about it. That's a good twenty. That's a good twenty years, twenty two years just to be in the final, but seventy years to even win it. Yeah. So that is that is just it's just crazy of its own. But let's go ahead and break down this. This series. So in the in the first leg, Leon ends up beating Atlas three to two, which is always my concern is of a, the first leg being like a massive blowout. Thank God that wasn't the case because it's a, it's still a pretty close game. But uh, in this one, Leon had sixty nine percent of the possession. They outshot him twelve to eight. Um, the goals that Atlas scored were by Luis Reyes in the eleven minute mark and Julio Furch in the sixty fifth minute mark. And in for Leon, it was Victor Davila in the 37-minute uh, mark, and Angel Mina, who came in big with two goals in the 78 and in the 86 for a penalty. Definitely feeling like momentum was on Leon's side from that first leg because they scored that 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 um, that um tiebreaker. Uh, but obviously, you're talking about... And this was playing... This was when they played at Leon. Now you're going into Atlas. You're going into Guadalajara to play against a very hungry crowd. You know, they're back, you know, they're back in the League IMX final since 1999, hoping to win their second League IMX Cup in 70 years since the last time they won, which was in 1951. So, you know, this is, you're talking about a hostile environment, Edward, uh, if you're obviously the opposing team. Um, and obviously, and then I guess also the, the, I guess the, the cherry on top, which I really don't want to see, you know, use that analogy, but you know, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about Guadalajara and that is obviously where Vicente Fernandez, uh, I don't, I believe that's where he's from. I know he has a song called Guadalajara, but uh, I know he has some love. He loves, he loves Guadalajara. At least I know that for sure. So not only do you have like all this that's coming from, from Atlas's history, but then you have a folk legend like, Vicente Fernandez passing. Um, it, it just seems like everything is being written. You know, you know what, you know what I mean? Like you can't make this yeah. up. And so Atlas comes in and beats Cobleon 
one to nothing, making it making the, the aggregate tied three to three, and the game goes to penalties, which they end up winning four to three. Atlas had fifty two percent of the possession. They outshot them twenty to eleven. Atlas was just on it in this in this second leg. I mean, you felt that Atlas was gonna was gonna score at some point in this game. I mean, with twenty shots, you would hope so. Um, <laughs> and they did. And I mean, you know, Leon definitely was put in a quite a predicament because they had two red cards going into extra time. So they were down two men playing with nine on the field and they were still able to force, you know, force it to go to penalties, which you got to commend uh, Leon for that one. But obviously yeah. penalties, it, it just wasn't enough, especially when you're losing. I believe uh, Giolito was one of the players. Uh, was one of the players that was taken out. So that's a pretty crucial forward for Leon. But you know what? At the end of the day, you gotta, you guys, you gotta, you gotta play what you, what you got. Um, but Atlas ends up winning their second Liga MX Cup, ending their 70 year drought, uh, since winning one. And it, it's just all the sights that you were seeing, the fans, how crazy they were going to watch, to see Atlas win, you know, their second Liga MX Cup. You had the, the, the 91 year old, uh, ninety-one-year-old uh, man that you know was able to see his team win another one before he passes away. I hope he's not passing away anytime soon, but you know that's what it, that was what his dream was to hopefully see. Uh, you know, Atlas win another league IMX trophy, um, before he passed. But um, but also I don't know if you I, I don't know if you were watching. The, uh, you probably well you, for, for sure you were watching the game ever, but. The, the the thing I loved when I was watching this game, aside from just the the passion from the fans. Was uh the the bride and groom that they were constantly aiming at the camera with uh, during the game? The the what? The bride and groom. Oh. <laughs> so um, if you guys weren't one, if you if you can watch the replay of the game, go watch it right now. But there was a a woman and a man, and they looked like they just came from their wedding. She was in the white dress and he was, well, he was, he just said F it, took the jacket off, rolled the sleeves up and he's just there watching his team play. And, uh, um, yeah, but they were, they, they zoomed in on them a plenty of times during this game of them just being, you know, obviously in her and her white, she, I, literally sticking out like a sore thumb in a sea of, of red and black. So, um, and not only that, but they were like literally like front row and center. So it wasn't like they were just, they weren't like in the mix of the crowd. They were literally front and center for all the action of it. And, and I was all for it. I was like, give me more close-ups of this couple. Cause, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. And all I can think about was like, they're not going to, you know, like I'm sure they'll celebrate their anniversary, but it's going to be more so Atlas is winning their second cup anniversary than, than their wedding anniversary. Yep. So pretty much. But but no, it was it's such an amazing final. Uh I loved every I loved every minute of this League MX final. I loved every minute of the League MX playoffs in general, but this final I think was the final that we deserved and, and I'm glad that it went it went as it went the distance for it. Uh but ever what do you have to say about, about the League MX final? Man, that one was a real nail biter. Mind you, this is full disclosure. I did fall asleep during the penalty shootout because that was just too. I mean, at that point, tired. it was like it was like almost <laughs> midnight. So I, mean, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Edward. 
Yeah, but honestly, it was it was hella. It was it was it was uh, it was amazing. Like it was an amazing game all together. Nice. No, I, I don't know. And I mean, like I said, it's just it's something that you don't really see normally, like especially like an underdog team because Atlas has been Atlas was relegated, went back, relegated, came back. They stayed for a bit, relegated again, and then came back. I believe like they they were basically going back and forth. Um, they didn't stay a lot of the time, you know, in the first revision. So for them to come to to come through with this is just wow, you know, like props to them. No, exactly, exactly that. Um, yeah, no, ex- that is exactly exactly well put. Yeah, um, it just—it's it, just cool to see two different teams winning something like this. Um, and then Atlas, like you know, we mentioned it in, in last episode was that obviously this is the club where Andres Bardala came out of. Uh, I'm sure he was he was enjoying that moment as well for for his former club. Um, but yeah, man, it's just you know just an amazing amazing weekend. For some two really good finals to have been played. Congratulations once again to NYCFC and Atlas for winning your respective trophies. And, and, uh, we'll see what happens with, with Atlas because, you know, obviously the Clausura's coming up and we, we know usually teams that end up winning the Apertura don't necessarily tend to do well in, in the, in the Clausura. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens as obviously they'll have their, their champions. Their champion of champions cup and then whoever wins that one is going to play against uh nycfc for the the uh campeones cup i forget, i believe it's what it's called wherever they have the mls cup champion take on the league mx champion um yeah. so you know it'll be interesting to see if atlas can can, can continue their form but like i said n- knowing the trend with with the clausura and the apertura the team that tends to win the apertura doesn't necessarily have the best clausura uh, Leon could probably vouch for you on that one, and I, I guess you could say Cruz Azul can even vouch for you on the other side of the spectrum, as they had an amazing Clausura, but their Apertura wasn't wasn't was so so. So uh, yeah, it, it like you know, just, there's still one more season left to go, and I and we can't wait for that for the Clausura for Liga MX. So there's yeah. that. But yeah, once again, two great games. Well, I guess you can say three games if, if you really think about it for Liga MX, but. Amazing games. And uh, all right, Edward, Players of the Week. Um, who's your Player of the Week? All right, so my Player of the Week is actually... The player from Atlas who scored the winning penalty is Julio Furch. That is my Player of the Week. I mean, you got to give him props. He scored the winning penalty, man. I mean, that... Especially in a final, and then uh, you're not even like the first one to to take the penalty, but you're like the fourth one. So it's like everything's on you. So there's a lot of pressure on you. And I've been in this situation to take penalties, and trust me, that even even just in like a like just in a little you know indoor game like that that gets to you a little bit. So you're just like, okay, you just want to score it. But imagine just in a stadium. Full of screaming fans just waiting for you to score, bro. That's that's tremendous pressure. That's that's a real mind, that's a real mind fuck right there. But yeah, like you know, congrats to Atlas and you know, 
for him, you know, Julio Ferch, like scoring the winning penalty. So congrats to him. Congrats to them. Yeah, he made a, he made a lot of people about this cry as he scored that mm-hmm. goal to to, yeah. to secure you know to get them officially champions. Um, yeah, no, it's a great guy. I mean, obviously he also scored in the first leg, so he definitely was very impactful in, in this. In the was very crucial for for Atlas in this in this game in this game for the final. So definitely a good pick for you, Edward. Yeah, and who's your uh, player of the week? So my player of the week is actually coming from the English Premier League, and we actually well, no, you and me never mentioned this player, but he was one of Kelsey's picks. For when he filled in for you in a, in a previous episode, and that is Connor Gallagher of Crystal Palace, as he scored two goals in Crystal Palace three one win against Everton. So Connor Gallagher, uh, a, a Chelsea product, currently playing at Crystal Palace, um, more and more making Chelsea kind of hey man, maybe we should bring this kid back because <laughs> he's been killing it at Crystal Palace uh, since since he started his his time there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, congratulations to Julio Furch and Connor Gallagher for being our players of the week. Also, keep an eye out for Julio Furch. I think he could be the next Liga MX star, making a possible move to the MLS. Yeah. Just, just taking a wild hunch on that one, but um, <laughs> I don't doubt it, man. Yeah. All right, man. So we do have some games to watch this weekend. Obviously, MLS and Liga MX are. Won't, won't be playing for you. League MX will definitely be back in January. MLS, it'll probably be a while before we see the MLS back, uh, some MLS games again. Um, but and Lagoon is taking a break, so I don't know if they're getting a head start on their Christmas break or, or something, but yeah, they're not, they don't have any games this weekend. Uh, found it a little bit interesting, but you know what? Hey, we're not here to question it, so so yeah, because yeah, they're taking a little break, they'll come back next. Oh, they're they're all playing on December twenty second. That's why. Mm. And then they'll be going on their break. So, so Wednesday, December twenty second is when Lagoon is playing their 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 match day nineteen. So, so that's it. All right, interesting. But anyways, for the weekend though, in the Bundesliga we have Hertha Berlin versus Borussia Dortmund, and Bochum versus Union Berlin. Okay, we're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, Dortmund, I feel like. I mean, Berlin, Hertha Berlin is, is like a little dark horse where they will just, for some reason, they will fuck any of the big teams up with. So I'm going to stay quiet on that one. Just, we also have a very pissed off uh, Erling Haaland. So we didn't, yeah. we didn't want to mess with him right now. We didn't want to be no. defending him. So. <laughs> But Bochum and Berlin also two very interesting teams. Um, are they really are they going to pee for the Bundesliga? Most likely not, but definitely a matchup worth watching, um, in my opinion. In Serie A, we have Atalanta taking on Roma, and AC Milan taking on Napoli. Those are those are pretty good uh, powerhouse games. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, in La Liga, we have Real Sociedad taking on Villarreal. And Sevilla versus Atletico Madrid. That's going to be a good one. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the one to watch, to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally wish you. And in the English Premier League, we have Tottenham versus Liverpool. Oh, damn. And Newcastle, the battle of the big money teams, <laughs> Newcastle United versus Manchester City. Let's face Manchester City destroyed them. But yeah, I mean Newcastle hasn't really bought that much. You know? Well, they can't buy anybody right now because the transfer period hasn't been open. But, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it. Look, they're gonna get relegated. I'm just gonna just just get ready, Newcastle. You're gonna get sent to the championship, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, depending on how you feel. But um, you're not staying in the Premier League. And like, oh, should, should, should I make like a, you know what? If Newcastle finds a way to stay in the Premier League, um, we'll, we'll do a, I'll do a mystery jersey giveaway. I'll do a, I'll do a jersey giveaway. All right. So, All right. so if, if Newcastle United somehow stays in the Premier League at the end of the season, I'll do a jersey giveaway. So I'll, I'll you know, we'll, 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 we'll get so some. Any certain, any certain jersey? No, I, I, just a jersey giveaway. So like, you know, we'll, we'll do like a drawing of, of people and then, you know, we'll, 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 we'll figure something out. Maybe like do one of those like, uh, tag two, you know, tag two friends kind of thing. Um, so I'll do two separate, uh, jersey giveaways. All right. I'll do one for Instagram and I'll do one for Twitter. Uh, sounds fair. So, so that that so yeah. If Newcastle United somehow and and we'll put this on our social media. If Newcastle United somehow finds a way to stay in the Premier League, I will do a giveaway on Instagram and Twitter, a jersey giveaway. So we'll you know it'll be one of those things where hey tag you know like you know like the post, uh, follow uh, follow insert name FC and then tag two friends and then you know I'll, we'll do a random drawing. And uh, and you know, see if you guys win a a jersey of your choice. So, so there's that. So make sure. So if you guys, hopefully, maybe Newcastle United can 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 get stay in the Premier League, but I highly doubt it. That's how confident I am. <laughs> <laughs> so so there is that. Oh, speaking of the curse, um, I did pick uh new uh, NYCFC to win in penalties. Um, if you guys want proof, you can guys can check out, uh, the surge. The surge is a dynamo supporter group. They were doing like these, uh, like, I guess like a, a guess the, the make a prediction contest. And I did pick NYCFC to win in penalties. So I, I think the curse is, is away from me now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, uh, those are the games you should keep an eye on for this weekend. Um, we'll go ahead and take one more break and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there. And we're back. All right, Edward. Three up, three down. Commercials. So, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we have to say too much of it. So let's just get going. We'll always start things off with Spencer. Um, do you want you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first, Edward? Uh, I, uh, you can go first. All right. All right. So we're gonna start things off with Spencer, as we always do, for his three down. Uh, he, uh, Spencer wants to clarify three down, not because it was bad, but in a horrible way, but 
a horribly funny way. Okay. So, so that, that, that's how you know. Um, <laughs> at number three, he has Cheetos. It wasn't me. Cheetos. It wasn't me. I'm assuming it had something to do with, uh, with Sh- the song of Shaggy. It wasn't me. And obviously, maybe, you know, the Cheeto, obviously, obviously Cheetos leave Just a stain. Cheeto? What? Is it Chester Cheeto? Cheetos? Chester Cheeto? No? It wasn't me. Okay, yeah. The, yeah, it's it's like they're eating Cheetos and then and then like obviously when you know, you leave the stains from the, you know, having eaten Cheetos. It had uh, Ashton Kutcher and um, Ashton Kutcher and, and, and Mila Kunis. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't me. Hmm. Okay. And number two, Apple stuffed from like 06, 07, I think. Huh. Like the Apple commercials of 06. Uh, Apple stuffed? Apple stuffed from like 06, 07. I don't remember. I oh, was it the Apple so get a Mac? The 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 get a like, hey, I'm Apple, and hey, I'm I'm PC. I, I don't know. Like the Justin Long commercials. A, I don't. I don't think that was in 06 or 07. I think that was like in the 2012, 2013. No. I think that's what he's referring to. Let me see. Mm. 2006. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a is that those the, with Justin Long being a Mac. Oh, okay. Well, that's, okay, I guess it's those. I'm assuming. Yep. And then number one, the Skittles commercial where the girl eats the Skittles off the kid's face. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember that one. Where he's just walking around, and it's like there was this other one. I have Skittles box. Yeah, Skittles box, but there's also the one where the kid doesn't smile. And the girl's like, why don't you smile? And when he finally smiles, it's like his teeth are Oh, yeah, Skittles. super Skittles. So when she kisses him, all of a sudden, like, he just, he kind of is missing, like, some teeth and she's, like, chewing on the Skittles. I was like, I don't know whether that's disgusting or that's funny. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, my three down. Uh, I'm going to start things off with uh, number three. Uh, anything with Flo, the progressive girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to find them funny. Uh, but then it just got weirder and weirder. Yeah, they kind of got to the point of cringe. The family one, like when she's like playing like all the members of the family, that was like kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And you know like what? I kind of, I kind of feel for her energy. now. I kind of feel for right. her now because this is all she can do now. She's she's flow from progressive. Like she can't do anything else. Like <laughs> no one's gonna take her seriously. She's flow. <laughs> yeah. So poor flow, but. You know, she, she kind of dug herself in this hole. Yeah, she uh, did. Uh, number two, uh, Wendy's for the audacity to make people believe that their food's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really all I got to say. It's like, it's like, just how dare you make us believe that your food's good because uh, Wendy sucks. <laughs> just, just be a frank about it. It's not good. I feel like my stomach hurts every time I eat Wendy's. 
Yeah. Uh, I think mine does too. So, so yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Wendy's for, for, uh, for, for mis, misinterpreting what their food quality is. Um, and then my number one, it's, uh, and it's not, Honestly, it's, it's, it's the AT&T commercials and it's with the, the girl. Uh, I'm trying to remember her. What, what's the name of the character's name? Oh, uh, uh, oh, I love her though. She's, she's, she's so pretty and she's hot and I think she's funny. She does like little funny commercials. Well, I don't hate it because of her. I hate it because of how horny all, prime example here. So what? I hate it because like all these people, every, okay, so, you know, she she actually she did the voice for Squirrel Girl on um, yeah uh, no. huh Squirrel Girl yeah she she did she did, she did the voice for Squirrel Girl for a Marvel uh, Marvel series um mm-hmm. which fun fact she uh, Squirrel Girl can actually kill Thanos that that, that was a interesting uh, Marvel cinematic well not cinematic a Marvel universe uh, fun Too fact bad she wasn't in the freaking thing maybe for the best because. Yeah. Uh, God, like just you just read like the comment section of those commercials and it's just it, it like we just need to bonk the internet at some point. Like just there's too many horny dudes on the internet uh, horny people in general, not just dudes, but just just a lot of horny people just leave the girl alone. Do you not see do you not see what's on the internet? Yeah, there's a lot of shit. But anyways, yeah, I'm so, gonna use it for streaming. Anyways, so you know, she, she's, she's, you know, she did these commercials for AT&T. Everyone found her lovable because, you know, she had this, you know, this, this, I guess this, she had this person, she had personality. She had the lovable personality. Like, it was just like down to earth. And, yeah, oh, so she was really I funny know. in the commercials. And that, I do find the commercials very funny. But obviously then she, she moved away from those AT&T commercials, you know, obviously wanting to pursue an acting career. And then, you know, people found her on social media and, uh, they, they found a feature about her that, uh, that they, they just can't get over. And because Basically, of that, I mean, we might as well just put it out there. It's not, it's not, and look, it's not anything bad. I'm not saying like I look at her and I'm just like, God damn, I would do the crap out of her. Like, no, like she's just, she's pretty and I admit it, she's hot. Like, but I yeah, like so people found her. out she's hot. And, um, and now all you see on any 18, and she, you know, she's back to doing the AT&T commercials again. Um, uh, and I think at some point AT&T had to like, end like just disable comments yeah, because of just, really just how, how horny just people how were vulgar, being with these. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was, it got bad. It got really bad. Like that's the only reason why I, I, this is my number one down is because you guys ruined the commercial. You guys ruined such a funny character. Like, um, and, and she's still pretty funny. Like the, the, one, the ones that they've been doing lately. Um, uh, let me see. What, what's the name of her character? But her name is, Mil- uh, Milana, uh, Van Trump, which I'm going to try my best not to butcher, butcher that name. Um, I believe she, oh, she's from Uzbekistan. Um, but she plays Lily, uh, in the AT&T commercial series. But once again, you guys ruined that. You say you guys. Yeah, you horny motherfuckers. I did no such thing. I didn't comment. I really didn't. I'm just saying the horny people. But yeah, anyways. So that happened. But yeah, so that is my 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 that's my three down. So Edward, what's your three now? 
All right, so my three down is actually my number three, the the commercials. is Okay, so my number three is those ASPCA uh, announcements. Whenever they find like the abandoned dogs or cat, the cats, the, the dogs, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to see dogs being up or cats being hurt. Or any any animal really like that sucks, bro. Like it's chained up, they got like all kinds of scratches and scars and stuff, missing eyes, limbs. I was like, dude, like I don't like that. Just makes me so sad. Like no, bro. Like I that that's sad, bro. I can't. I can't, I literally, I cannot watch those commercials anymore. Like, I, I get heartbroken. I thought I was emotional before after having kids. It fucking magnified my shit, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally get that. But yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then my number two that I hate was, um, okay, so. The the Chef Boyardee commercial, um, the one where apparently like the kid is so hungry he transforms into some monster, and after he eats Chef Boyardee he goes back to normal. But it's like every time he would transform into the monster, like all you would understand was like hungry, and then he's like eating the Chef Boyardee, and then after that it was like he was normal back to normal, and I was like. Really? I was like, I've, I've been hungry like that. And I eat Chef Boyardee almost on a daily. Like, I don't get like that. You know? Well, I don't know. You remember that commercial? Um, No, I really don't. You don't? I'm kind of glad I didn't. I don't. Okay. Um, oh, you don't? Really? Man, that's crazy. All right. And then my number one. Um, you know what? Like, I guess my number three would be those commercials, the ones that are like for ASPCA or for the UNICEF for the children that are serving around the country because they're they both use the same song and it's sad, tragic, really. Like, you know, I think they use Sarah McLaughlin, man. Oh well, you know, mystery to children, mystery to pets. You know, I just, I, I, I guess, I, would you clump them together in the same category? Uh, I kind of would. Well, okay, okay so. no, well, well, you, you could do. You, they could be their own. You know, speaking of of that, because um, also what happened this past weekend was um, Univision did their telethon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, not not like it's a bad thing. I mean, obviously, you know, make sure they they get the proceeds to go. Make sure that they get, those hospitals can do, actually take care of those children. But yeah, uh, it, it, yeah it, it, the. It's like it's 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 not easy to watch, you know. Not 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 saying be that I, you know, you know, you you listen to the stories of some of these kids, or you know what they're, oh, what yeah, they're fighting, and um, you know, and obviously the blessing that 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 that, that Teledon's able to help provide with, um, yeah, it, it it starts you know tugging a few heartstrings. Um, I saw one of one of the ones that I ended up uh, ended up seeing was this girl that she's unable to speak. Or, or or walk, and, uh, and but you know you you hear her talking, and you know she's like, 
You know, she tells her 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 great grandmother's the one that's taking care of her. Um, you know, I don't know what's ha- what happened to the parents or or let alone her grandparents, but you know, her great grandma's the one that's actually taking care of her. And yeah. uh, and you know, having her, you hear her like as as best as she can say, "I love you." I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is good. this is gonna kill me!" Like, I was like <laughs> not once again, not in a bad way. I'm just like, Oof, this is this is um this is this can get you to cry." And I kind of did cry, but I didn't want to cry in front of my mom because then my mom make fun of me. But yeah, it was it was one it, those commercials really those those telethons can really get you just like those commercials can. So I I I'll I'll, I'll allow it, Edward. Yeah. Okay. So then that means my number one would be the one, um, um, the kids one, like the kids commercial where they're like, "Hey, this kid's missing. He can't go to school. He's um." He's uh he can't he can't eat he can't eat right or she can't eat because she doesn't have the money or the resources to get her food to or to go to the store every day so you know help her out and of course you know I'm always like I'm a set for that and, you know it's uh, so that that always gets to me so that's my number one is like the the kids being sad and being mistreated and like not being fed basically child starvation all around the world you know. So that's my number one. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So starting off with Spencer. Allstate Duet commercial, the one where the hood ornament is singing while the car is on fire in the desert. Uh, I don't remember that one. I'm I don't sorry, remember that, but that just sounds epic. That just sounds hilarious. Wait, uh... No, wait, no. I was thinking of another commercial, of like I know the of a hood ermine singing, but I didn't. I don't remember the car being on fire. Um, okay, number yeah. So that's number three. Number two is Uber Eats with Wayne's World and Cardi B. That was <laughs> such a good one. Uh, good job, uh, Uber. Uber Eats is is killing it with those commercials. I love the little Nas X and Elton John ones. I don't know why people hate on little Nas X as much as they do, but. Uh, that is that's just a great combo. They need to they need yeah. to drop a they need to drop a single, <laughs> but so so very yeah I I love I love those commercials. Uh, but I do like the 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 Simone the the Uber Eats commercial with Simone Biles. I thought that was pretty funny. The one yeah. with um uh what's uh dang it was uh Hamill Hamill and uh and, and Mark Hamill, yeah, Mark Hamill, and the, and then he, the guy from uh, CeeLo Green was it CeeLo Green? No, not CeeLo Green. CeeLo I, Green. I don't know what the, you're talking about. Um, I'm seeing like, where he's like, I'm gonna. It's get a Mark Hamill, and it's the guy. Uh, he played a, Professor Xavier in in the in Patrick the Stewart. Patrick Stewart. You could have just said that. <laughs> I, I really was drawing a blank on the name, asshole. Um, John Luke Picard, um, Doctor Xavier. I said um, Doctor Xavier. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, I said the name, and I'm you, trying could, to... you could even, you could even said, you could even said, you didn't even let me Dr. finish. Xavier. You just out here screamed out CeeLo Green. So, I mean, don't don't you start beating me. No, because I see the one with Mark Hamill and CeeLo Green. Mark Hamill and CeeLo Green did not do one. Yeah, they did. Mark Hamill did one with. With Patrick Stewart. 
There was another one that he did with, uh, oh no, it was, I think it was, um, what's that girl's name? I forgot that singer's name. Anyways. I'm going to look up CeeLo Green Uber Eats commercial. So I can. Uh, just move on. Thanks. <laughs> I don't see it. Anyways, all right. You like that on that one. Uh, okay. And then number one, Drake from State Farm. Drake from State Farm? Yeah. So Drake, um, mm-hmm. they did a, a commercial where they had like people filling in for, for the guy. The, Cause obviously you have Patrick Mahomes, uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers. They're not like the spokespersons for State Farm. And so they were had like one where they had like, uh, stand ins for them. And um, I think Patrick Mahomes had Paul Rudd. I don't remember who Aaron Rodgers had. I think it was the it was actually the the Packers fan, the the discount double check guy. And then uh and then the uh, Jake from State Farm had Drake hmm. as his stand-in. So that was I, I thought it was pretty funny. I I know exactly which one what it was, but yeah. So that yeah I I the Drake one was pretty funny to me. But yeah, so that's Spencer's three up. For me, my three up, um, number three, uh, Jake from State Farm, the the original one. <laughs> well, she sounds okay. hideous. Well, he's a guy, so. <laughs> yeah, I love that one, yeah. The original Jake from State Farm. Uh, number two, um, uh, number two is, uh, Shaquille in those Buick commercials because I know sh- there's no way Shaquille O'Neal could fit in a Buick. Oh, okay. And then uh, number one is actually <laughs> Shaq in the in the in the general the general uh, insurance commercials. Oh, when did I see that one? I'm trying to think. I don't remember that one. <laughs> you, you don't remember Shaq in the general commercials? I really don't, brother. She's just watching Shaq interacting with nobody. So this is like itty bitty general. Yeah, bro. I'm so sorry. Oh man, you must be tired. All right, Edward, go ahead, go with your three up. All right. So my three is my number three is, and this is probably like from years and years ago, and I don't know if they still repair them now and then. But the Christmas Coca-Cola commercials with the polar bears. Okay, a little festive there. Yeah, and number two is um the um the Waterburger commercials, just because of the Waterburger guy. Okay, you're going a good old Waterburger, fresh cut tomatoes, sesame seed on a balloon, and that bite and that beef patty that's just mmm beefy. You know that one? Yep. Yeah, old man Waterburger. You know. Shout out to Crano for teaching me how to talk like that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then my number one is possibly the the Old Spice commercials, either with Terry Crews or with the other guy. Like those are just funny to me. Oh, okay, I just find them hilarious. Okay, I I had to look at that one. Yeah. All right, so that's the show. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. 
Um, go ahead and see all the great articles that are written. Shout out to our boy, J- uh, James Kim, who does a lot of, of the of writing for soccer. Though we do, I do know that there's another guy that likes to cover Everton. It's random, but you know what? Hey, it's, it's coverage and that's all that matters. Um, so make sure you guys check them out, bellyupsports.com. Um, so you can see all the great stuff that they're doing. They're constantly growing, man. Uh, shout out to, by the way, to Belly Up and High Low Sports. Kelsey over there, he, they just did their, their tailgate with color cast over at the Cleveland Browns Baltimore Ravens game. They gave out a, 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 a signed Joe Thomas jersey for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, just really cool that they were able to do that partnership. And obviously, if it wasn't for Belly Up and of course Kelsey and doing his thing in color cast, um, that wouldn't be possible, but yeah, uh, congrats once again to Kelsey and them because that was an amazing milestone for not only for, for their podcast, but just for the network in general. So congratulations to them for that. Um, also want to shout out the unhinged radio right now. It is on still under hiatus. Um, you know, you'll, we'll be updating you guys with what's going on with the radio side, but right now we're just trying to tinker and make sure that it is. So that way, when we come back into that radio, it is going to be better, bigger and better than ever. Um, but you can go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Unhinged. So you'll be notified of any updates when it comes to the radio and when we're back and up and running once again to give you guys that 24-7 coverage of sports podcasting. And shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her creation, her company, ANG Graphics. Obviously, they created the Instagram FC logo. We love the logo. We think it's one of the best logos in the business. Uh, so if you guys love our logo and you want a logo done for yourself, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X so she can go ahead and hook you up. And of course, man, shout out to our man, our everything. Hopefully he's, 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 al- he's still alive after hitting that curve. Um, our guy, <laughs> Roosevelt Spencer, he's our producer of the show. He's the guy that makes our beats. He's the one that makes, you know, makes this, uh, makes our episodes, our episodes. Um, and of course, when we do these singing beds, which Edward, the bank is open, the bank is quite full for everyone when it comes to singing beds. Um, but we just yeah. went through the gauntlet of singing beds as well as me and Spencer also have, have some songs that we can need to knock out as well. But, uh, he's the reason why those singing beds are, are, are accomplished because, well, let's face it. He has, he has the skill set that we and our, me and Edward just don't have. So once again, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, he just does so much for us and, you know, we want to show our appreciation for him. And so make sure you guys go ahead and check up his stuff because he's, he's doing some great things. Um, uh, before we, we end this show, man, I want to just give uh, a big thank you to, uh, good pods, which is an, an, a, a podcast listening app. It's kind of a, kind of a social, another social media app, I guess you can say, uh, but for podcasting and it's just a way, another way for us to, you know, kind of share our podcast to the, to the masses. And, um, you know, we were, we were rated top, uh, top five in their all time, in, in their all time, uh, podcasts when it comes to soccer podcasts. Um, so once again, thank you for one for good pod. I know that that's a performance based, not, not just them picking, but that is a performance based, uh, list. And so just it's cool to be part of their top five and hopefully we can keep moving up to be the number one all time, uh, soccer podcast. So, um, that was pretty badass. And, you know, this is one of those little, those little victories that we get that makes us know for sure that we're doing, we're, 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 we're on the cusp of something here. So that, that's always something very, very cool to me 
and to Edward and Spencer. So on behalf of everybody that has taken the time to listen to Insert Name FC, um, thank you so much. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep going. I mean, we're not done with 2021 yet, and we can't wait for what we're going to do in 2022. So thanks for listening. Uh, episode 67 and catch us next week for episode 68. Take care, guys. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.